This week, people get mad at dating advice that no one's given for 70 years. And other people get mad at a flag that doesn't exist. And I get mad because there are still more audio issues. Because doing podcasts remotely sucks. It's the Fake Outrage Report. All right. Hello and welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, where we decide for every person in the quarantine world what your feelings should be. That's we right. Are, uh, that's right. We're delivered to you through the speed of the podcast. So we're unaffected by the postal slowdown. Uh, we are here for you reliably. I am Sandeep Sen. With me, as always, from vir- virtually from All Lives Matter country is Phil Cosby. Phil. Yes, that's right. Hello. And although I will say we haven't been as reliable lately, um, it is tough scheduling people from different time zones. Uh, and also the fact that we're in different states. And that might end up being a permanent fixture in both of our lives. So we'll see. We're, we are doing our best. And by the way, I just want to say to everyone who has been tuning in, thank you. Because we haven't actually lost that many people over the last few months. Like, it, we're pretty steady. So people have been listening to the older ones and all that. So thank you to everybody. Um, you know, if you have time, tell a friend, give us the five stars. You know the whole deal. I'm not going to harp on that. Um, but l- let's take a minute, as we always do, to, uh, to meet our guest, Movita. Welcome back. Thank you. It's a pleasure. That's right. And Mo, we, we got back on the show. And I, I want to talk about how we got, we, we, we got her back on the show. Is it because a couple weeks ago, I was uh, under the influence, as I tend to be late night. Being I'm, living, I'm living with my parents. So late night, I you know, take a little sip or a little puff, whatever it is. And uh, Mo tagged me in a, a Facebook comment talking, referencing the episode she was in a few years ago. Uh, and so, and then, so I went back and listened to it and I'm like, Hey, that was a good discussion. Let's have her on again. You know, so that, that was a good time. Now, Mo, you're also living at home. Is that right? Uh, I'm back in my home state in my hometown of Denver. I do not live with my mother cause then I would murder her. Oh yeah. See, that's, I'm, and she um, hates, she hates me just as much. So she might kill me first. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, no, I'm I am living the stereotypical like guy who lost his job and is sleeping on his high school uh, twin bed again. <laughs> like that's my actual life right and now. And you can't like have sex on it even because it makes too much noise. I can't even I can't probably... even roll over on it. Yeah, no, I have to. <laughs> no, it's it's terrible. No, it's it's like you know at night if I go to rub it out, it's just <laughs> that's all you hear. It's 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 terrible, man. But uh... I'm sure they heard that all through junior high and high school. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Your absolutely. parents are like, nothing's changed. Well, no, and the thing is too is that like I I, re- I realized this like years after is that like because I I never used to use like a, like a napkin or a sock or anything. I would just like turn to the side and just finish. And then I realized that uh, there there's this huge brown stain in the actual mattress that I noticed years later. <laughs> That like is right, right where like the like the, my waist would be. So like yeah. I'm sure my I'm sure my mom changed that sheet a few times and was like, oh god damn it, like <laughs> this fucking kid. I never why, why understood like why that's a bad. It's like do we not? We should all be masturbating. And you, I wouldn't you want your kids masturbating versus like having teenage sex? Yeah, but yeah. I haven't want them to have the decency to to do it into a sock. What you're just coming on the sheet and then your mom's washing that sheet. Well, this is years ago. This is years ago, Sunday. I didn't know better. I was I, now I, I, I he's was a learning. gentleman. Yeah, see, I, I was an amateur beater offer. Now, now I'm a pro. Now, now I'm he, 14, you now know your he mom uses is... a fabric napkin that she has to wash. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> now that we have that out of the way, we always take a minute to meet our guest after we get done talking about me beating off. <laughs> Mo Vita, if, if you're 
if you're on the internet and you're bored, uh, Wednesday nights, if you want to hang out with her for a couple minutes. And now, is that on your, your Instagram, the thing that you do? It's on my IG Live. Yep, it's IG Live off of my Instagram. Okay, yeah, and it's called Seven Minutes in Quarantine, which... Yes, you know, yes, it's great. I, uh, it's not necessarily comedy. It's a seven-minute chat with all sorts of friends. Uh, most of them do tend to be comics, but they're also authors and musicians, so it's a little bit more eclectic, so please do follow. Yeah, excellent. And so, yeah, definitely check her, her out on that. I like the title, too, Seven Minutes in Quarantine, because it's a mm-hmm. reference to, you know, Seven Minutes in Heaven, which is... Uh, I was going to say, we ain't in heaven, boo-boo. So. Yeah, speaking of teenage, <laughs> uh, teenage coming-of-age tales, we've got mine and yours. Yours is probably better. Uh, anyway, so you guys want to get into some outrage? Yes. Uh, yes, let's do it. Okay, so this, uh, this next story comes to us from uh, 1945. Uh. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's what that actually was a good happened. year. That's when I was born. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, a TikTok user posted an article from a magazine from 1945 called Your Figure. And one of the article titles was How to Hold Your Husband. And she goes over these antiquated t- tips. And as of August 3rd, it had like 745,000 views. So now I'm sure it's like one and a half million or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it, it obviously touched a chord, but the first, uh, she just went over the fir- uh, a few of the tips. The first one was to share his hobbies and interests, and the magazine has photos of women playing golf and holding rifles, and um, <laughs> the, ne- <laughs> the next tip says, be sure to pass the breakfast table test. He may be comparing you with slick chicks he works at with at the office, and uh, you know it just basically says to look fresh and, and good at breakfast, and then it says, uh, be his best, best playmate. Remember... You're a female, Ooh. so keep yourself intriguing and seductive. Well, um, that, that part I agree with. The rest of it, I mean, don't most, because I don't play golf and I don't go shooting things, but don't most guys do that to get away from their wives? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. why you got to fucking do it so he doesn't have a goddamn excuse. That's how they cheat. All right. Oh. I got feelings. I got feelings. My husband yeah. left me it for goes, I should woman. say, it so goes on to say... Well, it goes on to say there's more outrage. It goes on to say woman's laugh is lovely when it comes off right. A horse laugh is best left for the ponies. So, and so then it, it talks about be- walking. <laughs> and then it says, is your walk light and gay, slow and weary, heavy and clumsy, or just right? Which I yeah, thought because, light and gay would be just right. But that's what I look for in, right. in a woman. I think women, that woman's not gay enough. Her, her, her gait is not gay enough. Not attracted. Come on. It's too light. She has. Phil, yeah. Phil likes the. He's not. Phil she's too ephemeral. The, Phil likes the gay gait, but then it's always some guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, the person turns around. He's like, God damn it. Fooled again. Oh, man. Breast. Ew. No. Um, <laughs> I have a. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack here with this. With this mm. story. So, Mo, it looks like you were triggered a minute ago. Let, let's start with you, I think. So you, you, now do you feel I, that I've come full circle on this? Okay. It's, it's gross. It's gross to read it in print. Yeah. It's gross to think that this is the advice we're being given. Uh, in 1945. Husband, uh, but then your husband leaves you for another woman and you're like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't always be in sweats. Uh, by the way, I'm still in my pajamas doing this podcast. Yeah, I'm not wearing any pants. Wanna, it's, it's fine. No one's judging you. I just, I just want to point it out. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, the person that I'm 
we'll call it dating. Yeah. Like I work from home and he's always surprised. He's like, Oh, you have like <laughs> street clothes. Um, <laughs> is that everyone this year though? I feel like everyone just bought like two pairs of sweats yeah. they liked and that's yeah. their clothes now. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It's real disturbing to try and put on real pants. Thank God for stretch is all I got to say. Thank you. Gene. <laughs> Thank you. Gene makers for putting stretch in there. Um, I, I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to get so much heat for this. It's gross to read. Like you have a visceral yeah. reaction, especially as a woman. Um, I don't know that men are not like, I, I think that they kind of appreciate that some of that stuff. And also like you brought up the fact that, you know, men will play golf to get away from their wives. And mm -hmm. that's, like, I do think you should give each other space. I don't think you should be up each other's ass. Uh, I will tell you, though, if you've ever been with a cheater, they will use those moments in their day to say they're going golfing when they're really just fucking a different hole. Ah, I see. You made a you golf like joke. You, like you made a golf there? joke yeah. there with Pun your cheating. Uh, yeah, you know, the thing is, is that I think some of the, let's focus on the outrage because that's our show. I think a lot of the outrage for this is a little bit unwarranted simply because this advice, the reason somebody posted it is because they're like, hey, look at all these dumb antiquated ideas. And so we all agree in looking at it, this, this is from more than a half century ago. So the thing is though, I think some of the outrage, people are trying to present this as if like dudes are saying this shit verbatim now, which I don't think is true. You know what's funny? Women are their worst enemies. So how about that okay. outrage? Where's that okay. outrage? Okay, all right. Because here's the thing. I agree with what you're saying, and mm -hmm. it is kind of, that is the premise, right? Like, oh my God, yeah. look what I found. Hilarious. That's like finding a cigarette ad from that era where they're like, this is healthy. Um, yeah. And you will. No, you will. Like, it's, it's, they're, they're out there. But I did a little research mm -hmm. uh, because I remember a few years ago, probably I was watching the Today Show or something like that, and they had this woman on who had written a book, and I couldn't find exactly the author, so forgive me, but essentially she'd written a book as to, or an article as to why women were fucking up by waiting so long to have families. And when I Googled it just today for this, there's like all these fucking articles. So while we sit there, oh and we're fuck, like, I, I know oh, you're talking about. Right? This is the lady. This is the lady. She wrote a book called Mary Smart, right? That's the name of the book. That lady. I, I, that I fucking lady. Find it. I couldn't find that fucking I, lady. No, yes, she, that's the author. No, yes, she, I don't know her name. Lady. I don't yeah. care. No, but she she had a lot of advice that was like that, and she said to women. Yeah. She said to women like, "Don't do the hookup thing in college." She's like, "She's like, do it if you want a little bit," but she's like, "You're never going to be surrounded by more people that are on the right educational level right. as you are right. then." So try to lock somebody down. Like, yeah, right. that lady. I know who you're talking yeah. about. I forgot. Yep. I, a lot of the rest of her advice was pretty ridiculous. I don't remember what it was because I do remember laughing at it. It was in line it. with that 1945 shit, but you know what? Yeah. She, her, point, her point, though, was, guess what? We've evolved uh, mentally, emotionally, uh, movement-wise. The feminist movement has evolved us. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is Mother Nature is still like, no, you got shitty eggs. <laughs> I'm serious. That was the premise of the book. She okay. was like, you can concentrate on your career and all that shit, but don't think that you're going to have fucking four kids 
when you're trying to have a baby in your late 30s and in mm-hmm. your 40s. And I got to tell you, I'm 46 and my fucking gynecologist almost laughed me out of her office when she told me I needed to get off the pill because I was at a higher risk of stroking out than I was at getting pregnant with my <laughs> own egg. So fuck her, but also mother nature. Them yeah. is facts. And I, I feel like that that's almost an insult to, uh, to, to you just as a person. She's looking at you like, you're not getting laid. There's no way, you know, you know like she kind of- Oh, it wasn't that-, that you're not getting laid. She's just like, oh, you can pull the goalie. Don't. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Doctor Dr. Sandeep Sen, how do you feel about all of this? Well, okay, so the, here's the, I mean, the outrage is like, you know, people post it on TikTok and of course it's like, they're being snarky, like step one, don't be yourself. And then uh, I wouldn't have been able to find a man in the 40s. Uh, change everything about yourself until you fit every expectation he has. Uh, look at these stupid 1945ers. You know what? I say fuck you to everyone who has a problem with this article. You know, I'm tired of this shit. These people look using their own like current mor- morality to then shame yeah. past generations. Yes. First of all, it's not that absurd. You know, Phil, we've read, Phil and I have read many articles on how to meet women. Yes. Uh, as of many. And How's that working you know out, they, guys? Well, you know what they focus on? Right, right now, no one's allowed outside, so not, not as good as it used to be. You know what? It has helped. And you know what they say? Focus on your tone. Focus on your posture. Focus mm-hmm. on your walk. It's, yep. all, it's the same shit they tell men. How many times do we hear really? this shit? Yes. yes. And how many times, how, before, for modern day, if you think our modern day standards are so fucking awesome, how many times do you hear on TV and in pop culture, hey guys, she's always right. The best way to have a great yeah. marriage is she's always right. Do what she says. Yeah. I can't do anything. I have a ball and chain. How fucking enlightened is that? But ever, no one has a problem with that. No one's like, oh yeah, we're obviously that's stupid advice because you're at a partnership yeah and, and no one's always right and you have to you have to communicate properly and by the way how many times does it do they say like keep, keep fit keep, keep active for your partner you want to still look good for your partner that's not Viagra. a notion you want to look like a goddamn slob <laughs> Craig Geraldo oh. by the way had a great fucking joke about that he was talking about how on tv and obviously, R.I.P. Greg Geraldo on TV. He said there are more whipped husbands on t- or whipped men on TV than there were on the Amistad. Because it's like, <laughs> but it, it you're you're not wrong though, Sandy. That it is a little bit like you know, and even like you'll watch like a couple get engaged, and all the girlfriends are ecstatic for the female fiance. Yeah. And then for him, they're like, oh, ball and chain, game over. There's a t-shirt, right? Game over. Yeah. No, definitely. Actually, I had a friend a few years ago who got married, and we did his bachelor party, part one, at Yankee Stadium. And one of his other friends bought one of the billboard things of the stadium that said, uh, Nick, congratulations. P.S. Don't do it. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, it is, it is definitely that, um, you know – that sort People of stereotype. Have, there's some kind of bias that we have some kind of modern sensibility that's more enlightened. And I, I don't see it. I think people of this day and age are, are ridiculous. Look at and, our divorce uh, rate. Yeah, exactly. In the 45s, you know what? They actually did stay together. And maybe, you know what? There, it's, it's not fair because I'm sure there are a lot of abusive relationships well, that you can get out of. Well, they stayed together because, you know. because back then it was taboo to do that. 
Um, but also right. the divorce there is rate that is as a, as a confounding factor. Yeah, but the divorce you know, rate is also it? trickling down though, because my generation, the millennials, thank you very much, are taking are not marrying. Or if they are, they're taking the time to make the correct decision instead of getting fucking married when they're 19. You know what I mean? Like they, mm -hmm. people take the time to actually find somebody that's well, compatible on the right Well, because you levels. guys, my generation and yours are mm -hmm. the ones that were the children of divorce. Yeah. I have a so lot of friends. Really, yeah. I mean, going to school, I would say that the fact that I had both my parents still together, I was, it was maybe 50-50. Um, mm -hmm. oh, maybe 60, yeah. 40 on my side, but, and, and part of that 60% though, was also people who had like mommy's boyfriends and stepdads. Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it's surged in the last couple decades, but that's the thing. Do you now, 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 now we have to unintentionally make the argument. Did it surge because women stopped following these guidelines from 1945 and making the correct, correct breakfast or whatever the fuck, you know, I, I'll go bigger than that. I just yeah. think it's an obsolete institution. I think that we're, I, this yeah. sounds stupid. I get shit for this all the time, mm -hmm. but first of all, marriage as an institution. So I'm not mm -hmm. talking about love. I'm not talking about wanting a partnership. But as a, a legal and in some cases religious institution really started with power, right? It started with dowries. It started mm -hmm. with land. You, you married your, your daughter to the prince, you know. So it, people mistake marriage, the institution, for what you really want to tell society, which is I have chosen my partner hopefully for life and the person i want to build my my life and my family <laughs> with right yeah. they, they, but here's the other thing when your life expectancy was 20 years less than it is now <sighs> you know you yeah. were just like it's it's fucking different like you evolve as people um i think it's a beautiful thing like i i being divorced, I actually really am such a cheerleader for marriage. When I see good marriages that mm -hmm. hit the rocks a little bit and struggle, but I know that the two people are good together. I'm such a cheerleader. I'm like, you guys have something special. Fucking work through this. It's a shit show out here. Work through it. You're going to love it. Um, yeah, but, the alternative you know, is, is going out there and trying to fucking, you know, meet people again, which is never a good time. I mean, how many, how many awful. marriages do you know that happened just because one or both parties didn't want to roll the dice again? You know, they're like, well, this person kind of sucks, but no, well, it's who I'm with right now. And I don't want to fucking start over. Like, I know a lot I, of people I think like there's that. A, mine, mine was pressure. I mean, I think we both mm -hmm. had a lot of pressure. I moved to New York for him. So I felt like this is how ridiculous it was. I legitimately felt like I could not stay in New York if I was no longer married to him. So when we started, when we separated, I had called my girlfriend and I was like, can you come fly out here and drive back with me? And I had this epiphany on a fucking uh, stoop in Brooklyn. And I was like, what am I doing? Why, you know, I'm already going to go through this divorce. Why am I quitting a job? Why am I going back? to a home I don't have, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I was kind of wondering that. And I bought her a ticket home. <laughs> I was like, I, I guess I shouldn't move. So I look, I don't think that our society um, has a very good blueprint for marriage and what it really is. I think we let Hollywood dictate. Think about it. Every rom-com, first of all, every rom-com that a woman watches and forces a guy to watch 
is typically, <laughs> typically about a guy who is either unattainable and or a shithead and she turns him around. Yeah. Uh, and gets and him to do they, some kind of like public grand romantic gesture and all this fucking. Right. Yeah. And, but it never goes past the proposal slash the wedding. Yeah. And yeah. They don't really show the sequel where like where, where, where she gets fat and he starts fooling around. They have a kid and then they start fighting all the fucking time. And then he loses his fucking job. They're about to lose the fucking house. Like, you know, they never show that movie. You know, they never show well, that. I, yeah. People don't understand what marriage is. It's fucking hard. And they, you know, this idea of 50. 50 50 should a marriage be 50 50 yes but you have to understand it's not 50 50 like this the whole way it's like this yeah it's, it's a, the, constantly up and down scale it out. And, mm -hmm. see that's what i'm saying like when i was getting married okay i was getting married to a doctor in new york nice Ooh, a doctor but, <laughs> says, the, says the doctor <laughs> But right, so like on paper, he was handsome, he was charming, he was educated, he had a great profession. Like, what the fuck? And I you were the dorky girl working at the miserable. coffee shop, just thinking, hey, how can I impress this guy? Like, you know, the, I'm sorry, I had to go into the hack. No, no, but. no, no, but, but it was, it was kind of this thing, right? And I was miserable. Mm -hmm. And I found this book, uh, and it's called The Unconscious Bride. And it, it opened my eyes because it was all my feelings on the pages of this book as to what, you know, everybody's like, you should be happy. If you complain, you're an asshole or whatever. And it's a huge transition. And frankly, it's a bigger transition for a woman, especially if she decides to take the husband's name. And mm -hmm. nobody ever fucking talks about that. And I have relatives in Europe or sometimes you talk to like Indian parents, right? Or whatever, like there are cultural views that are so vastly different about marriage and American mm. culture shits on all of it. And they're like, that sounds like a fucking business deal and whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have the most outrageous divorce rate. We have mm -hmm. two generations at least of kids who now don't want to get married as an adult because of having been the kid of divorce. I mean, we're obviously not right on this sub subject. Uh, yeah, I mean, th th there's a lot to definitely unpack there. I'm I'm trying to kind of apply this as to how this would be in my life. I'm not against the idea. I think one day I, I might, but it's there's definitely because I've seen other people fail at it. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do what they did. But the problem yeah. is because I see so many cases of failure, it's like, oh shit. But do <laughs> like, you recognize why they failed? Um, in a lot of times, it was just because people were kind of, they, they jumped the gun, I think, in a lot of cases. Um, and also, too, there's sometimes cultural differences. I mean, I've been to well over a dozen weddings in my life. About half are divorced. And, you know, in some cases, it was like somebody tried to marry somebody who's, like, from another country. Actually, in the several cases, it was like that. And, like, the difference, like, you know, after you, you get over the initial period of, like, oh, this person is really hot and I'm fucking them, after you get over that. Um, and you have to deal with the cultural differences and dealing with like, I mean, if you think in the stereotypical in-law from, you know, America is tough, try dealing with one from, you know, a different part of the world where the differences are even more vast. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely one of the, the bigger hurdles I've noticed is that when you try to go with somebody who's from a vastly different class or country or whatever it is, the ones that did work are the ones where it was, and it's going to sound terrible because it is, where it was too yuppie 
uppity fucking white people who are upper middle class or sometimes upper upper middle class who you know their parents could go to the same fucking golf courses and barbecues and shit and you know now they have three two three kids and they're still happy i know a few of those cases but i know a few of the other two so it you know it definitely is what it is um as far as what you were saying which is the differences are oftentimes too much to overcome my i've had people say you marry the family like yeah. you no, you need to be aware of that. And honestly, there's like, some truth I, to that. My parents are immigrants, so most of our family is not in this country. So it really wasn't a thing. And then I realized in my marriage, family was very much a thing for him. He was very close. They were very influential. Unfortunately, not positively. Um, <laughs> but it's very true. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like parents don't really sit down and talk to their kids. And I, honestly, I don't know that they have the capacity to do so. Um, and then we're kind of raised on what Hollywood tells us. And, and you do, you talk to a young woman and mm -hmm. everything is about the wedding and you're like, yeah. right, yeah. right. You are having a wedding, right. But what do you think about marriage? What are your thoughts? How do you feel about this? You yeah. know, your lives are going to be, you know, together now, like there's no you, this, and, and, and what's the fucking point of getting married? If you're like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and he can do this and he will well, then just live together. Yeah, no, I, I agree with definitely. But so as far let's bring it back to the, the yeah, I mean, people want to, people want to complain about this article, but I just want to say, what would the article be that would be written today about how you make a, how you make a marriage work? Like you don't change anything about you, girl. You're perfect. Yeah. If he doesn't recognize how awesome you are, then he doesn't deserve you. And yeah. you don't need yeah. to change anything about your looks. And you don't need to do anything. And you don't have to. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I think that's there is some sensibilities of today are ridiculous. And I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. I just don't see the the moral superior where the where it comes from from today because we had a lot of problems with how well, the morality and how people yeah. do things and how people treat each other today. I mean, you'll, you'll see women buying a Cosmo magazine where the article about relationships is like, take this quiz, and if he's not perfect, fuck him. Yeah. But also, like, how to give a mind-blowing blowjob because really that's all you're good for, you know? Like, oh, it's, it's... Hold it's, on. I'm going to push back on that. I just want to say thank you to Cosmo magazine for some of the ones I've gotten in my lifetime. Yeah? Because I've had a few Better. women tell me that that's where they learned it. And, nice. uh... Yeah, so you know, yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm not gonna shit on you. You leave Cosmo out of this, Monica. Okay. I, you know, I've had the privilege of having gay male friends, so that's where my yeah, they probably know better than any fucking uh, journalist. You're definitely right about that. I say, wouldn't the category of any article that's written to like improve your relationship, let's say, it's gonna improve, be stuff like don't fight, don't uh, impose your desires so much, and be compromising, and see what they would might like, and try to change things to be more pleasing to them. That would be the general categories of the advice anyone would give you. I mean, you're not going to read an article and be like, how to improve your relationship and be like, no, you're perfect. Don't do anything different. Or they should, they should cater to every one of your needs. Be a narcissist. Um, See how that right. works. I mean, they're all going to be in that category. So these, these criticisms of, oh, change yourself and you, you have to be everything different to whatever they say. Well, I mean, that's like the general advice and you have to find some obviously happy medium you don't want to be taken advantage of. Yeah, um, no. I, I think that article point. is also how it's written. Because I bet you, if you read an article today, and, and like look at the, the women who wrote the rules, right? And I think they're both divorced now. So <laughs> um, 
but I think it's the tone in which it's written. I genuinely do. I think the outrage is the tone in which it's written. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's written in this old tiny fucking context. Well, but it's not, it's not written like, Hey, thinking woman, you know, looking for advice. It's, it's written very like almost, um, childlike, like, if you want this, play golf, you know, and it, it, and it has this tone to it. And I don't know how, I wish I could articulate it, but it does genuinely have a tone to it that is basically saying, you know, don't, it's not about him. This is what you have to do. And everything is kind of giving yourself over. And it's not so much relationship advice. It's what does he want? We're going to tell you. Because that's all that should be important in your life. Yeah, no, I I do think that there there does have to be a um a balance though in between what you said and what Sandy said because the the thing is like you know, with the dude advice it's all like no bro you got to change who you are you need to learn how to you know speak slower <laughs> be more confident you know fucking be taller somehow you know and and so that's the thing is that there definitely has to be a a balance between give all of yourself up to attain this um relationship you're looking for and you know set boundaries and you go girl and fuck anybody who doesn't think you're already perfect like there has to be some well and i love how the tone is oftentimes how do you snag them like how do you get them yeah yeah. And yeah, it's like, exactly. don't, don't be yourself to attract them. And just like, okay, so I wasn't myself to attract them, but at some point I'm going to have to be myself. So now fucking what? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, and that, that's kind of the problem with a lot of that dude advice is that you, 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 you learn how to like, you know, pick somebody up at a bar, get their number. But then when they actually hang out with you, they're like, oh, this isn't the, you know, the dude that I thought that was. You know what I mean? He just, it's like it, that movie Roxanne. Do you remember that? The Steve Martin movie Roxanne? No, where, but like, I do remember the old Chris Rock joke, um, which was, um, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, you're not meeting them. You're meeting their representative. <laughs> yeah. Which is a thousand percent, um, you know, true and all that stuff. Which I so. stopped doing that. Like when I was dating more actively, um, you know, and I think a lot of people do this on both, both sides where you're so caught up in, you know, them being attracted to you and liking you. Yeah. And then I finally just decided, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm going to go get a beer with this person. I'm going to be myself. I'll dress nice. I'm not saying like I won't, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to be me because this is what they're going to get. This is, this is what they're going to get on a daily basis. And if they don't like it, that's okay. It's, that's the thing. I got okay with people not liking me. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, you have to be. As, 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 it's funny you mentioned that because the other day I was I'm, I'm on the, I'm back on the apps because nobody can go outside anymore. And I just changed my main picture on there to a video of me belting out a song, singing in my car, just driving around because I don't care. It's like, hey, this is me. Kind of a little, kind of a little weird. I love it. Kind of a little loud. If you don't want this, great. Fuck off. Swipe left. But like, that's the thing. Like, you have to have that attitude, as especially as you get older. Of like, hey, here it is. Take it or leave it. You're leaving it. Good. I'm gonna go home, rub one out, and have a better time. You know, like that, that's just you have to yeah. have that attitude towards all of this at some point. I mean, I mean, the truth of the matter is, for me, I'm like, I don't, 
I don't need, I'm not, I, if I'm looking for a relationship, that is one person. So I don't need yeah. 20 guys to like me. I need one guy who likes me for me, uh, which sounds very simplistic, but yeah, we're kind of not doing that. You know, that's what these articles are. Even in modern days, well, do you know what like, it is? in general, and this goes for both genders, I've noticed this, is that a lot of people, they spend a lot of time trying to get people that don't really want to fuck them to fuck them. Men and women. Everyone does that. Really? Everyone, puts a, everyone puts a lot of thought into people that aren't really that into them and trying to get them to kind of, yeah, I, I've Have noticed that. Have you seen that. that movie? He's just not that into you? Um, yeah, actually, I saw that in theaters when it came out. Don't you think that's a great movie, though? I mean, it's I think it's as, like, fucking depressing topic? as fuck because it's it's no, about it's, it's about a series of people who are all trying to like kind of sh- shoot up, so to speak, and you know they're kind of. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. Like, I feel but like I, I feel like no one at the end of that movie got what they wanted though, and that was why it was sad as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I well, okay, uh, it. it it's not an uplifting movie, maybe. Uh, I see your point there, but I think it's it's a great mo- more more modern day movie about like we're doing this to ourselves, right? When we walk into the office and our girlfriends are like, "No, I'm sure he didn't lose. You know, he probably lost your number." Or da 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 da. Meanwhile, when she's talking to the bartender, he's like, "No, if he hey, wanted to call you, he hold would have on called one me. second. I think Sandeep needs to talk because I've done a lot of talking. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, for the podcast or just in general? Just for the podcast. <laughs> what just movie were you guys general. talking about? My my podcast froze and then I didn't understand. I don't know oh, what movie it, you were talking about. There's a movie called He's Just Not That Into You, I think. Oh, okay. It's a long title. It came but out it, like, it's a different, what, 12 years ago or so? Yeah, and it's like, what, six stories or whatever. And it's yeah. like a married couple and then a couple that lives together and uh, he doesn't want to get married. She does. He loves her dearly. Like he, you know, she's her everything, but he just doesn't believe in marriage. Then there's this girl who, and it, it kind of revolves around this girl where she's trying to date and then she meets this bartender and they become friends. And he's, he's the voice of reason where he's like, no dude, like if he, if you gave him your number and he didn't call you, he didn't fucking want to call you. There's no, he lost. This is based it, on a book, right? This, this is originally a book. I don't read books. Mm. I'm blonde. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so as far as um, that goes, we 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 did wait way. I mean, relationship stuff always takes forever to talk about. So um, <laughs> there is. So let's move on to the other. Uh, oh well, first we have to do a um, ruling. Yeah. First we have to do a ruling. Uh, this is fake outrage. Only because people are taking modern day, um, like values and trying to force apply it to people that are long dead. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not fair to take that and try to f- be like, oh, look at all these people being offensive. It's like, yeah, they were they said that like seventy fucking years ago. Like, take it down a notch. You know, like I'm sure I could find a lot of other shit from seventy years ago that would offend the fuck out of people. You know, like you, you mentioned the old ads early <laughs> yeah. mock up. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. So and it starts with the N word. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like an old old on Jemima ad. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so have to go fake outrage in that. Sandeep, um, what do you what do you think about this? Yeah, I'm going fake outrage. At first, I don't think I, I don't think any modern person uh 
our, our current sensibilities have make any sense either as far as like <laughs> yeah. you know, you're perfect and you don't have to change it. You're not perfect and you do have to change because you suck. Um, That's what I'm saying. That's why it's fake outrage because everybody who's outraged also can't fucking find a date. Right. That's, and the second true. thing is I don't even find this out this advice in from nineteen forty five necessarily um necessarily offensive on its face. Oh, pay attention to your appearance. Oh, try to take interest in what your partner's into. Oh, God forbid. I mean like <laughs> understand that you want to be attractive to to uh, and maintain uh, an attraction uh you know and not if just you take, made take your an attraction for granted. Ninety day fiance, then you yeah. you can't. You gotta shut up. Yeah, or Love Island. Or um, yeah, no, I think there is some some truth to what Sandy was saying for sure. Because there is this this. And everyone of, tells guys the same exact shit, like yeah. uh, to the to the to the to the to that degree of superficiality about your gait, about your turn of voice, about yep. your posture. It's I, I mean, didn't know that's that. like what they. That's oh, yeah. like the first thing. If you mm -hmm, want to really? meet someone, if you read any book about how to meet someone, you know, yep. in any, I mean, it's not necessarily for like maintaining a relationship, yep. but if you want to meet someone and be attracted to them, that's, that's absolutely what it comes down to over any kind of internal beauty you might have. Yeah, no, 110%, man. And, and there is this, I think that you were saying that standards today suck. I, I think that there is some truth to, and again, this goes for both. Uh, both of the two main genders where you have these dudes who are like, you know, men go in their own way and fuck chicks. And then you have all these women who are like, you know, you know, men are terrible and kill all men. And then both these groups are like, how come no one's dating me? How come no one's asking me out? It's like, well, because you're being extremely alienating people, <laughs> you know, like no one wants to fuck you when you're talking to when you're, you're making these insane sweeping generalizations about the people that you think you're trying to fuck. No. I do wonder about that because I see some people and again, I, I see it more on the female side, but yeah, uh, you know, like kind of hating men, but then also being like, I can't find a relationship. And I'm like, well, uh, that's a conundrum. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. And, and honestly, like if I felt like I genuinely hated all men and, and they were terrible, I would really struggle with being in a relationship with a man. Uh, so I don't even know, like, it's like, why do you want to be in a relationship with a man if you hate them all? Well, some of them do try to play for the other team. They're like, yeah, I'm not that into it. Um, you know, and then, which and, is and, hilarious because it's like gay's not a choice, but I'm choosing gay. Okay, yeah, and, and, and again, <laughs> I know, I know, men and women have gone down that path, but yeah, no, I think you're definitely there is some truth to that. Anyway, uh, fake outrage in that one. I, I think let's uh, let's move it along here. Uh, so this other story has to do kind of semi-political, but also not really. We have, uh, this story comes to us from St. John's, Michigan, which is just north of Lansing, which is in the middle of the state. Hold on. Can you guys hear that, by the way? Yeah, yes. what is that, drag so racing My outside? parents live next to a park, and it's not, there's like a parking lot, and it's not paved, so guys with little dicks go there, and they do donuts in the fucking parking lot. It's it's rural America bored teenager shit. But yeah, every time some fucking guy in a souped out car, and by souped out I mean used, you know, fucking S10 pickup truck that one of his buddies fixed up for him decides to blow donuts. <laughs> we hear it here. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I'll start over there. This next story comes to us from St. John's, Michigan, which is just north of Lansing in uh, the middle of the state. I don't know if that's called Central Michigan or not. I'm gonna call it Central Michigan. 
Yeah, yeah. And this comes to us from a bed and breakfast there, owned by two people named Greg and Christian Offbecker, which is a fantastic name, by the way, Offbecker. And you're going to that's going to come into play in, in a minute, by the way, that name Offbecker, because that sounds like a very Nordic, uh, Caucasian name. And it is. So this hotel, or bed and breakfast, rather. You got it. Go on. This bed and breakfast received a lot of complaints recently because they had a Confederate flag out front. And, and uh, people were sending them emails and angry phone calls saying, oh. You're fine. It's a whole group <laughs> of little fucking teenage dickheads. This hotel is receiving a bunch of text messages, not text messages, angry voicemails, angry emails. Oh, I think that's the last one. Hang on. God damn. Yeah, that whole thing about the little little dicks and big trucks thing is uh, is very true. So the Offbeckers were getting a ton of angry emails and phone calls about their Confederate flag that was out front of their bed and breakfast, hanging off the front of the building. And it's been up there for, for years. And, uh, you know, not the best look because with a name like Offbecker, I do assume that they are, uh, Aryan looking people, if you will. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, but that's a very Nordic sounding name. They, they did take it down. They took down the, yes, Monica, yes, but we do know that you were also blonde. They took it down and saying that they were citing sort of business reasons saying like, yeah, it wasn't worth the headache anymore to have it up. You know, it's, you know, we're, we're all that stuff. We're proud of our heritage, but here's the twist in the story. The flag that was hanging was not a Confederate flag. It was a Norwegian flag. And anybody who knows anything about world flags knows it. Okay. At a glance, if you hold it at an angle and you're at a distance, sure. It kind of looks the same because it, it's a red flag with blue stripes. However, they're not the same flag. They're not even close to the same because there's no stars in the Norwegian one. And it's a cross, which instead of the, the, the X that you see on the famous stars and bars. And I, I just, I wanted to bring this story up because it, it just, it's a really good example of the, the, the overstepping of the type of sort of cancel culture we deal with right nowadays. Because it's people who are trying to score their woke points, so to speak, and they're trying to be on the correct side of history, but the, and, and they're just shooting at every single target without even looking at the fucking facts first. And this actually reminds me of something we did in the very, very first episode of the show, before you were with me, Sandeep, first fucking episode where there was a, uh, a college protest over the fact that somebody left a bag of dog shit in front of like the uh, black fraternity. And everyone was saying, oh, this is racism. This is terrible. And then the cops reviewed the footage. And it just turns out it was like some blind girl on campus who couldn't find the right garbage can. So she just kind of threw it where she was. <laughs> and there were protests. And it's the same kind of thing where people are finding instances of racism where there aren't any. It's like, dude, this is America. We have plenty of examples of actual fucking hate speech and hate symbols. You don't need to fucking go and find them where they don't exist. Yeah, I guess the lesson is before you accuse them of flying a Confederate flag, make sure it's actually the Confederate flag. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look up the Confederate. Helpful. Like, hey, that's Helpful. a swastika. And it's just some, like, someone who wrote a design, you know, just someone who scribbled something on a paper. And it doesn't look anything really like a swastika. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, 110% bad. Uh, and so this one for me kind of goes in, like, the hall of fame of fake outrage because it's people who are actually being mad at something that doesn't exist. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking crazy to me. And also, even more ironically, I wanted to point this out, is that the people who are pointing that out are probably people who are, like, very left. And, you know, hey, I'm, you know, New York liberal, liberal Democrat and all. Um, but they're, they're shitting on a flag that's a Scandinavian flag. Norway is part of Scandinavia, and that's the policies that people are trying to get in this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're telling people to take the flag down. Like, that's fucking crazy yeah. to me. I don't know. Any now you're a blonde, Monica. Any thoughts on uh, on the Norwegian flag being flown at a bed and breakfast? So I have a few thoughts on this actually, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of go back and forth. So uh, I do think, as my old Hungarian mother would say, <laughs> you know, if they had the real problems, this is bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know, because yeah. she grew up after the war. She's like, if you don't know where your food's coming from and you're running from, sh- you know, bombs and shrapnel, yeah. you're not fucking worried about this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you an example though. And I think the flag thing is, it, it is, it does sound like complete fake outrage and bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. in, in Colorado, in a smaller town, there was... Uh, thankfully, but there there was a cafe in the middle of town called the Hanging Tree. Now, Whoa. the thing is, well, here's the thing: it, it 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 it's a song. It's from you know back in the West when they didn't have you know that was a thing. Like somebody committed a crime, there was a hanging tree. Um, the thing is, and this is the argument that we were making: is okay, fine business owner if you're telling us as a white person that you named it after the fact that in that town you know a century ago or more there was a hanging tree but (laughs) yeah you know again to be completely tone deaf to the history that this country has had with lynchings uh recently by the way i feel like a couple things one is if people in your town say that they have a visceral reaction to that name because of it to them uh, really reminding them more of the history we have with lynchings than of our cowboy history of people getting hanged, you should listen. I, I, I'm not going to say do, you know, but you should listen. And as somebody who, you know, grew up with parents who own their own business, I mean, at the end of the day, why, you know, like I would change the name. I, I just, I would. And in fact, this was happening in the middle of COVID. And I thought to myself, what a great fucking platform to have a name change and a grand opening when you guys can open back up you know, and they were fighting it and they were like, it's been this name forever. So I always go back to when we talk about these type of things, what is the true intention, right? Like with the dog shit thing, right? Yeah. It's like once they looked at the footage, they could understand there was no intention there no, that was w- negative. W- what I'm saying though is that people didn't wait to learn that. They just went right, right into protest mode. And that, that that's kind of an issue is that people are they're spraying shots everywhere and trying to- But it depends um, on who it is. That's what I'm saying. It depends on who it is. If it's a bunch yeah. of really white people who don't know what the fucking Norwegian flag looks like. I But I would say this, I would say this, if, and I don't know, this town's makeup but if there are enough people where they're like 
you know, we just have a visceral reaction. It looks too close. You know, it's the same thing. If it looks too close to a swastika or whatever, I mean, honestly, yeah, but yeah, but walk I, walk I think, closer and see what it really is, and then it, you I know, think, and say to them, "Hey, why do you have this?" And then they can say, "Hey, we're Norwegian," and that that should be the end of the conversation. I, but I people don't, don't 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 take it. They don't even take the thirty seconds anymore to do that, and, and that, that's a huge issue to me. But I think also part of it is the way that Trump uh, has played his politics and has played his rhetoric. I just feel like yeah. Trump has been gaslighting us with this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think people are incredibly sensitive. So again, it's not that I'm disagreeing that it's mm -hmm. it, it, at the, at the uh, top level, it is this fake outrage. And you're like, what the fuck? Like learn yeah. your flags, Jesus Christ. You know, this is sixth grade. Well, in this specific instance, it is. And that's, and, and you know, this is a sort of a small scale local outrage level thing. And so for this specific story, it's definitely fake outrage. Everyone agrees in that, right? Yeah. But okay. my point is, yeah. no, but my point is, why is this all of a sudden starting to happen more and more? And I do think that there is an element of how our president has been uh, communicating, which, by the way, is fucking brilliant. As much as people want to be like, he's an idiot. I mean, he mm -hmm. might be an idiot with a lot of things. The way when you watch, he says these things that outrage people. But they're just, just enough to where he can like backpedal or make you question like, well, that's not really what I meant or whatever. And I think people are really starting to have a visceral reaction to feeling like they're being gaslighted. And, and when they see a flag like that or they hear something or they feel something like they're immediately mm -hmm. jumping to this conclusion that it's something negative. Um, in this case, it's something very neutral. It Norway is very neutral. <laughs> I do think that you brought up a good point, which I think is hilarious, is that we're out here protesting for, you know, like universal health care. And we often point to the Scandinavian countries as having figured out how to have good economies uh, free markets while also taking care of their people. And yeah. then we're like, but take that motherfucking flag down. Yeah, yeah, take that flag of the country where they already do that and take that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Anyway, so we'll move on from that. Uh, I know, I know um, we do got to wrap up at some point here. So now we get to the part where we ask um, our guest, Mo, anything that you are currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on? Uh... I mean, I think like a lot of people, I'm outraged about the mask debate. I just, uh, I'm like, just wear a, you know, but here's yeah, the thing. If I'm you don't want to wear, if you don't want to wear a mask, but I live in a place that has more space, but I also feel like if you don't have a sense of self-preservation, bye. I don't think everybody needs to exist. I don't. I'm totally a Darwinist. Yeah. I, uh, I, I the thing is, man, I'm... I deal with that face because I'm, I'm in, I'm staying in small town America right now. And every fucking time I go to the market, like the little local place to just pick up some milk or whatever, or something from, you know, chicken, whatever we're getting for dinner. And there's always every fucking time there's always some fucking redneck who pulls up in a pickup truck and does, isn't wearing a mask and thinks he's a fucking tough guy and acts like he owns a place. And I, I just, you know, you, you can't really say much to them other than because because it would start a fight no matter what you're gonna say. Oh yeah. But that's, the thing is, a lot of people I'm noticing out even out here are finally starting to look at these people like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like we want to go back to normal. Put your fucking mask on, and people just don't. It's crazy. 
But also, I don't understand why it became such a terrible thing to be thoughtful. You know, I mean, that's really what it is because it's like, you don't know. You don't know if I'm immunocompromised. You don't know, for example, I'm taking care of an elderly mother. Like, I don't understand. And I, I say this even in my act. I'm like, I'm 46. I fucking love these masks. Are you kidding me? I haven't been able to get Botox. I haven't been able to get fillers. I love it. Cover this shit up. I used some more time to save up. Yeah. Yeah, My mask cost me 20 bucks. All you see are my beautiful blue eyes and my blonde bangs. I'm rocking it. Hey, hell yeah. No, I, you know, I never thought of that, but yeah, it is kind of an excuse for people who, who, uh, you know, who, who maybe don't want to, um, I don't know if it, if it prevents having to put makeup on that day or I, again, I, yeah, I never thought it's of it amazing. that way. I mean, I have to apologize to most of my friends for my bad breath. Cause I'm now starting <laughs> to realize that. But other than that, I'm like, I don't, it's, but I just flew for the first time I'm out in LA and I just flew mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, here's the funny thing. Everybody's wearing their masks, but you still got these dumb motherfuckers with their fucking nasty ass bare feet up on the chairs and and their dirty ass shoes on the seats. And I'm just like, you know what? Uh, This planet deserves an asteroid. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I think that the weird thing is that they somehow managed to make it a political issue. Like that, that to me is the strangest thing out of all this is that people are like, you know, it, it shows, you know, oh, are you a libtard? Well, then take your mask off. It's like, dude, that's not how this works. Come on now, you know, take it down a notch it's, there. It's our, it's our president. It's the fact that the GOP has taken a big fucking fat, hot, steamy dump on separation of church and state. Yeah. But I, I have mean, no opinion. I don't yeah, have strong opinions. I, yeah, I, I hear you on that. Uh, all right, so that's a good place to end mask outrage. I'm definitely with that. Um, so, <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, give us the five stars on the iTunes if you get them in. We really appreciate it. And it sounds silly, but it does help out. Um, I'm, I'm on the, the grams at fucking Phil. That's fucking with a PH. There's an underscore between that and the Phil. Sandeep is Sandeep Send Comic. It's S-A-N-D-E-E-P, right? That's yep. right. Two E's instead of the I. Uh, Sandeep Send Comic. Um, Mo, where do we find you at? Because people want to watch, watch your seven minutes in not heaven thing. <laughs> Seven minutes in quarantine. Uh, it is easiest and best to follow me across all the social media channels at Mocha Vida, M-O-K-A-V-I-D-A, and you can see what I'm up to and all my ridiculousness. Mocha Vida. And you can also send me hate mail. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Send us hate mail at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. But before we go, as always, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, to all our listeners, you're perfect. Don't change for everyone. Anyone. <laughs> Love it. Perfect the way you are. All right. <laughs>